Welcome to the Passion Purpose Power podcast. I'm your host, Ames. I'm a neurodivergent, fat, queer counsellor, coach and clinical supervisor. And I love stories. I love hearing your stories. I love sharing stories. And I love talking with people about their stories. In this podcast, I'm going to introduce you to interesting people with interesting stories to share about their passions, purpose and power. If you love this podcast, please don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss any amazing episodes. And come and find me on social media. I want to hear from you and please share your stories with me. Tamsin Quinn is a singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist from Wiltshire who has been described as a mesmerising folk pixie. Drawing on the influences of Joni Mitchell, Fleetwood Mac and Nick Drake, Tamsin weaves magic in the songs she writes, telling enticing tales of her life and experiences as well as being inspired by fictional characters. Tamsin is also bringing her musical talents to the Wiltshire folk supergroup The Lost Trades, along with Jamie R. Hawkins and Phil Cooper, and they are seeing growing interest from BBC Introducing, as well as many local radio performances and successful national tours. And because I never have boring people on the podcast, let me tell you some more about some of the other things that Tamsin is doing. Uh, so Tamsin is, all, is also a woodcrafter, drawing on her love for the natural world. Tamsin carved her first spoon in 2014 and has developed her talents to make some incredible wooden pieces, several of which I have in my house. Uh, Tamsin has also run beginner wood carving classes, opened a joint workshop with Felix Byrne Guitars and gained a grant from Arts Council England to develop her creative practice in the traditional methods of green woodworking. Not to mention Tamsin is talented in the art of pyrography, so many of her wooden creations are also adorned with her wood burned drawings. Tamsin has a soul for adventure and storytelling and along with her partner Ollie has travelled around the country this summer on the folk bus, a mobile repository of the mytho-poetic imagination, a drivable ship of myth, folklore, song and story. So I will be sharing Tamsin's social media accounts and I'd highly encourage you to go and follow this super talented creative woman. Tamsin, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Well, that was quite the introduction. You kind of don't realise that you've done that much and uh, yeah, every day you're just doing, you know, what you think is the right path for you and and then suddenly somebody reads that to you and you go whoa I've actually done quite a lot actually <laughs> I was so proud of you you know I was writing it all down and I was thinking I'm gonna have to speak really fast to get all of this out and I'll stumble, stumble <laughs> my words um but we when we when we I don't even know when we met but um obviously back in I think I read it was, was it 2018 you released your the studio album yeah that was yeah 2018 so I can't actually remember the first time I met you but I just remember no. loving your music and your voice was just so gorgeous and when we started talking about the launch party I was like I know just the woman I want supporting me because I, I think like it's nice for a woman to have another woman as you know musically as support because I think uh it's just nice to have that support within these sort of roles, isn't it? So yeah. yeah, that was such a good night. It was such a good night. And it was so much it was so much fun. And I remember I remember your incredible glittery dress for some reason. Um, I had such a sparkly dress on. It was literally just made of sparkles. And um I've never worn it since. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are a magical folk pixie. I'm not sure who coined that phrase, but it is so 
you oh thank you <laughs> you yeah amazing so so obviously there's a lot that we can talk about um and but, but I'm going to start with the question of kind of what do you feel passionate about so I know there's a lot of stuff there that I, mean, mm-hmm. we, I don't think we ever feel just passionate about one thing so what comes to mind when you think about like the things that like really light your fire I think um it's probably co- it probably all comes down to connection really connection with humans connection with the natural world um and reestablishing the connection to like our, the old ways of doing things and our ancestors and things because if you think about songwriting as you probably know as well like for me it's about the lyrics and about connecting with people um through words and sometimes you're at a gig and you play a song that has literally come straight out of your soul or straight out of somewhere and there's somebody you've never met before will just come up to you afterwards and maybe be in tears or or just be like wow that song really touched me and that is exactly what um makes me want to do it more you know those moments I think that's one of the reasons reasons that I write just to connect with people because you don't really get that very often anymore I think I think um we're quite sort of numb to things aren't we and and especially with a lot of social media stuff and you you do have that disconnection more than ever even though we should be more connected because we've got all these ways to connect so I think like with the songwriting um it's about connecting to people and then um the woodworking is more about connecting to the natural world and it kind of works in tandem because I, I always call myself like an extroverted introvert (laughs) because I loved I love people and I love I find people so interesting and I love like chatting away to to strangers or friends whatever I have so many interesting friends and um and I'm really lucky in that way but I also need alone time I need time to recuperate myself and my energy and I need time to like connect back to nature which is what woodwork gives me because I can sit in the forest and carve spoons and so it it does actually I'm only just realizing this now as I say it, but it does work in tandem in that way, feeds feeds my soul in both ways, you know. So Yeah. Mm. That's that's amazing. And I think you're absolutely right. I think I mean we were talking earlier on about um Instagram. You you love Instagram and it yeah. being like a scrapbook where you can kind of put all of these memories and that and I, I love it for that. And I love social media for all kinds of things and I love I'm super into TikTok I'm far too old for TikTok but um, <laughs> I, I learn so much on TikTok and and yeah. but but you're right there is there is a disconnect there's a disconnect from from stories in a in a way though isn't it interesting that we, that storytelling has perhaps just moved online to forms mm. like TikTok and Instagram and and Facebook that's kind of where we're telling our stories but it can also seem quite disconnecting at the same time yeah do you ever look at your phone and then you're like scrolling and you know with the spoon carving world there's such a beautiful community on Instagram I love it and there's people that I've maybe met once or twice um at spoon carving groups or whatever and then you're suddenly friends you're following each other and everyone's like everyone's so supportive there's no competitiveness it's just like oh that's really beautiful and I've I've messaged people and said like oh I'd like to try something like that could you tell me how you did it and there's this beautiful community but I don't know if you've found yourself, you scroll through your phone and then suddenly I look up and I'm like, whoa, where was I? Like, I was not in this room. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've, me and my partner, we, we sort of said, no phones in the bedroom, no phones in the morning. We basically use our phones as um, 
like in working hours only and that's yeah. it now and just yeah. because it, you feel disconnected I said to him I said to him the other day I said I miss you he was like what do you mean I'm right here I'm like I miss you like you're like because he was on his phone I was on my phone and it was suddenly like we're not together do you know what I mean so we yeah, make yeah. a rule where you know phones are just in working hours but they're a tool for working you know yeah so yeah you're absolutely right tool, tool for working and then I guess some form of connection but it mm. but there's an acknowledgement of it being a disconnecting connection it can disconnect you from actual people that are in the same room as you um yeah. whilst also connecting you to communities outside mm. yeah that's so that's so interesting um so okay let's let's talk about the music so give me a brief overview of your musical journey how did you how did you know and get started in <laughs> music <laughs> well it's quite a long story but I'll try and keep it brief <laughs> um, so basically I my dad um, when my parents broke up when I was tiny uh, my dad um, bought a canal boat because um, he couldn't afford to buy a house or anything um, he bought a canal boat he got a loan from the bank, bought a canal boat and paid it off. And we used to go every weekend up to my dad's and it was gorgeous life. And um, and I remember like from the age of sort of maybe 10 onwards, we used to have like these towpath parties where like we'd have a fire on the towpath, like other boaters would come and there'd be so many people playing playing instruments. And when I got to about 12 or 13, I thought I want to join in but I don't know how you know and I always loved like that environment of of like jamming with people so I said to my dad I want to learn guitar my dad is a great guitarist and um although he doesn't play as much as he used to but um he's such a good good guitarist and I I said I want to play and um he said okay he said if you if you play on my guitar for six months I'll buy you your own guitar because he obviously wanted to make sure I was invested so um so I played for six months on his guitar. He taught me bar chords because you can basically play anything with bar chords. And also because he wanted to play over the top um, like blues. So I would just sit and play 12 bar blues while he soloed over the top for hours, <laughs> which he said it was like teaching me, but it was quite boring for me playing the same three chords over and over again for hours while my dad just soloed over the top. Um, anyway, after six months, we went to the guitar shop in Swindon and he said like you know we've never been rich we've always been sort of living hand-to-mouth quite quite a lot of the time as I was growing up and my mum you know we grew up in a council house and my my dad's always worked but um not in sort of high-flying jobs if you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um so we went to this guitar shop he said let's get you an idea of what sort of guitar you want by looking at these guitars in the shop trying them all out and then we'll look for one similar secondhand and I was like okay and he took me on the motorbike on the back of the motorbike we went to the guitar shop I looked around I fell in love with this crafter guitar and it was like um this beautiful wood on the top and it was pearl inlay and it was a little cutaway and it was electric acoustic oh I was just absolutely in love and I played it for hours and hours like in this guitar shop while my dad was just like pottering around and then um we left the shop and he said um we've got to come back next week and I said why and he said I've put a deposit down so we went we went back every week for my dad to go and pay a little bit extra off every week and um 
we'd go on the motorbike and I'd play my guitar for like a few, you weren't allowed to take it away until you'd paid for it. For it. So I'd play it for a few hours, put it back on the shelf and then we'd leave again on the motorbike. And one day he said, right, come on, we're going to the guitar shop, get in the van. And I was like, we're going in the van, it means I'm picking up the guitar. And we drove all the way to Swindon and picked the guitar up. And then, yeah, it just kind of set off this love. And I wrote my first song, I think about two weeks after that, um, you know, when I was, I was 14, I think at the time. And I just remember writing two songs within about an hour or so, very teenage angsty kind of songs, you know, <laughs> a bit Nirvana-y. <laughs> um, and that just stemmed my love for songwriting. And then I just, and then I kind of gave up when I got to about 17 or 18, I gave up for a few years just because like, I, I'd got in with quite a sort of like chavvy crowd, I guess, at school. <laughs> and it wasn't really the cool thing. So, I'd, I'd become all like girly and like, you know, I had like blonde hair and I used to straighten it all the time. And um, so I sort of didn't play guitar for ages. And then I picked it up again when I was about 21 or 22. And then songwriting was just, that's just when I realized I was writing all these songs and not doing anything with them. And then um, I got dumped uh, by this guy that I was totally in love with. And uh, <laughs> he dumped me and I was like, do you know what life's too short that was just like a turnaround moment where I just thought what am I doing just like these songs need to be heard like I'm I need to get over these nerves and just start playing them and so I forced myself out to an open mic in Bristol and um and I was shaking so much and I thought I was literally going to throw up on stage I was so nervous <laughs> and um and then yeah just went from there and my sister contacted you know Kieran who used to run the land from yeah. sheer music. My sister messaged him and said, you need to hear my sister. And, <laughs> and he said, okay. And he recorded a few demos for me and then he gave me a gig and then it just stemmed from there. And now, yeah, with the band and um, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, now I just feel like it's just part, part of me, you know? Yeah. And, um, and performing is, is kind of um, a way of just almost like giving if you know what I mean because you know what it's like on stage you literally bear your you're, you're basically naked you bear everything to people to these strangers sat in a room yeah. and um I think uh yeah it's kind of just quite addictive <laughs> yeah. you, you you bear everything to share these stories in song format for connection I think there's a an, an addictive part of it that is the moving someone mm. and hearing that feedback of oh that really meant something to me yeah yeah definitely yeah wow what a story so I mean how annoying is money let's talk about money <laughs> because... I love money I love it <laughs> yeah I mean it's a very necessary part of life and um I realized you know I've worked in so many jobs that I hated um and then did my hobbies on the side and um about a year or so, maybe a bit longer, um, I decided I'm not doing that anymore. I refuse to, to make myself unhappy. Um, I'm going to make my life how I want it. So I, and the, the way I did that is basically deciding to sacrifice um, the where, where I was living. You know, I, I bought a caravan for 100 quid. Um, it was completely um, like in pieces. I did it up, it probably cost me another 100 quid to do it up, and I moved into a caravan because I, paying rent, I was paying like, I was living by myself and paying like 800 pounds a month in rent. 
I was working a job that I hated and I'm like I'm not I'm not doing this so um and my caravan's lush I love it so uh, <laughs> yeah sometimes you gotta make those sacrifices and I I've sworn I've got a bucket list on my wall of all the things I'm gonna do and one of the things on my bucket list is never work in a job that I hate ever again and that's yes. it amazing so so you've 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 created this lifestyle now whereby you can do the things you love and not have to to work in it i guess you have enough you you it's working yeah that is working it's just working just about (laughs) i mean i'm never going to be a millionaire because unless you know the music thing goes mad or whatever but um i don't mind because I'm so happy and I'm yeah. and I feel so myself. I've never felt more myself in my whole entire life than I have yeah. in the last couple of years because I'm doing something that every day I wake up and I think, oh my gosh, this is my job. Like this and people say to me, a friend said to me the other day, which is I found quite funny, you know, she she said it quite off the cuff, but she didn't mean it any malice or anything. But she said, um, we were talking about something and she said, Oh yeah, because then you might have to go and get an actual job. <laughs> I, I said I've got an actual job I'm self-employed like just because you're self-employed doesn't mean you don't have an actual job like my job is real I have to do stuff to earn money you know I have to gig which means I have to rehearse for the gig which means I have to write songs but I have to um you know I just did the, this big national trust woodwork project and um I had deadlines to meet you know so basically what I'm saying is um sometimes when you're self-employed people don't see that as especially in the arts like anything in the arts people often don't see that as a job you know and it and that can be frustrating because you know like I'm working right now talking to you it's part of my job and you're working right now and people might not see that as your job but it is they they just think you're having fun yeah I'm having fun but it's my job like yeah Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. It's the, it's the best of both worlds, but it is it is anti-capitalist, right? It is anti the norm or the, the, the kind of the indoctrinated way of being that we think that we have to get on the the, the, the hamster wheel of yeah, um, selling our souls for um, to, to to just survive. <laughs> yeah, and I find that um, really intriguing um, to thinking about that subject because. Um, so many people do it don't they and i've got i've come to terms with the fact now that i probably will never own a house and Mm. that's fine i luckily i i'm quite nomadic in my ways i've always wanted to live in vans and boats and you know i've never like i've got on my bucket list i want to live in a yurt for like a few years i want to live on a boat you know i've i'm that's that's sort of part of who i am so um it's nice to to realize that I, I actually don't want a mortgage and to be tied to that. But there's other people, some people don't have a choice, you know, people with children, they need to have that space and the roof over their head and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, I think it's, it's a different for everyone. And it's quite, yeah. A, yeah. In, 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 you know, hearing a different version of success, I think is really interesting for people because um, I was talking to uh, a music producer, um, no, music manager, artist manager, um, Loretta uh, Andrews, the other day on, for a podcast episode. And she was talking about uh, artists who kind of go, yeah, I want the record deal. I want the massive tours. I want this. But she was like, but you sacrifice your soul to get that with these. So maybe there's a, is is your desire to share stories, make art, 
make songs, make music, um, or and and you can find some kind of success like that. Or do you want the big core and the record deal and and that kind of thing? So I I'm loving these stories of yeah alternatives. Yeah, and I think that's um, really nice to talk to somebody that you know that sort of finds that interesting because. Um, I do I've gone through those periods in my life where I've been like oh my gosh like I'm 34 now and I and I'm not married I don't have children I don't own a house I'm like I've had moments where I've been like oh my gosh am I being left behind or like yeah but I don't I don't feel that anymore like the last couple of years I've just felt you've you have to become comfortable with being yourself haven't you and and you have to become comfortable with your own version of success like you said and and what that means to you and for me, it's having living a slow life where I get to grow vegetables, um, go do a lot of traveling, uh, have a lot of lovely friends to share food and drink with, mm. share music with people, have the best dog in the world. That's what, that's success, and I'm pretty much there. And I'm feel so grateful for everything that has been, you know, put my way because all the bad stuff is also part of that you know and builds you up and you think sometimes you look back and you go oh yeah that's the reason that I had to go through that to get to this place yeah yeah and I I can't help but picture that 17 year old Tamsin with the blonde straightened hair you know trying to fit in and eventually you know metamorphosizing is that a word into today's Tamsin um who's just being authentically herself yeah that's it and I feel so comfortable in myself now and yeah. you know that I think that's taken so many years yeah, yeah. it's exciting getting old isn't it I, th- I think so like <laughs> I'm 43 now and I just dyed my hair blue and that's I feel like that's given me a whole new and I love my gray hair but now I'm like now it's blue and yeah. that's opened up a whole new world of way of thinking that it's weird it's weird yeah um so with the music so uh what um with the music um your how much is kind of comes in stuff and how much is lost trade stuff what what sort of where are you at with the 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 percentage of stuff i suppose um i'm not doing very much solo stuff at the moment i would like to do another solo album it's um it's kind of I don't really know how to describe it I I think the woodwork stuff has taken on for me such a um, big role um, especially with bringing the income and stuff like that Um, I love playing with the band because there's it's just so nice to play with other people on stage Um, but I do miss my solo shows I miss connecting one-to-one when you're Mm. with the band that chatter in between songs is shared you know between the three of you and there's something lovely about that too but there's there's also something lovely about sitting in a room and just having a journey or a conversation with a with a crowd just yourself Mm. you know and um but I think at the moment it's juggling things isn't it because I I'm I'm busy all the time and there's never any time that I'm like my day off is like carving spoons because I love it (laughs) so or writing songs you know so um, even if I have a day off I still it's like a day it's a a day off to me is um, not putting any pressure on myself to get things to get something done Mm. but um, it still involves doing things that I love but um, 
yeah so i think at the moment focusing on the band because i don't really have the time to put in um or rather i'm choosing to put my time into the woodwork rather than solos mm -hmm. um and i think i i want to do another album solo but i think it's i'm i'm writing a concept album called trees i've met <laughs> which is basically just loads of songs about trees that i love <laughs> but like kind of thoughtful and like some of them are love songs and they're not they're not all like focused on like you know they've got stories behind them but yeah. so i'm working on that um solo but i think wow. with the, the band stuff it's quite it has been a learning curve letting go of your songs and giving putting your trust in you know two other people to to yeah. do their to add their things to it um and so therefore i sort of end up um keeping some of my songs because they're so personal and so private um and i find it hard to let go and and give that control to other people um and sometimes i write songs where i think I'm, this one's going to be for the band you know yeah. which i yeah so it's kind of a, a mix i'm still writing a lot but um but just not doing so many solo things and a lot of the songs go to the band so, yeah 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 um i i in your introduction i kind of mentioned um some of your or some i, I don't know whether it's influences slash been compared to um <laughs> but who who are your kind of biggest inspirations whether that's creatively um musically uh songwriting um who who do you love who's been important in your kind of finding your voice i suppose well i think most recently um joni mitchell i've just do you know i never gave her much of a chance when i was younger and um about three years ago somebody lent me an album i think it's the hissing of summer lawns and i put it on in the van and i was like my gosh why have i never listened to joni mitchell before and I, the, what I love about Joni is she gets the balance of um, sorrow and heartbreak and, and loneliness. Um, she gets that with a little bit of sarcasm and a little bit of wit, and but with this lightheartedness. And that's really inspired me to um, be a bit more thoughtful about my lyrics and, um, yeah, just like, tell the story because she's such a storyteller so she's been like lately something i mean i just listen to her all the time um i've got <laughs> i just bought a song to a seagull and i've got that in the car all the time and i'm going through like the high street in town and i'm like playing Joni mitchell <laughs> i'm thinking god i must look like um it sounds like song to a seagull the first album is like really really um what's the word kind of um floaty and it's all like or like really high floating long notes and um and uh so sometimes i think maybe i should turn it down while i drive through <laughs> <laughs> the middle of town <laughs> so i think that's really um been a huge influence but i mean mm. i listen to so much different stuff like my partner's really into reggae so we listen to a lot of reggae and, and blues and stuff and mm. um but for me, it's all about the lyrics, and I love just sad, depressing music. I don't know why. <laughs> it makes you feel something, doesn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, if anything makes you feel something inside, like whether that's joy or sadness or something that moves you, then uh, I think that's... But then I also listen to, like, have you heard Tankers and Henge? Yeah, I love Tankers and Henge. Oh my gosh, I absolutely love them. And so, yeah. like, sometimes when I want to dance, I just, like, turn turn that up 
And sometimes I put on like Alana's Morissette, Jagged Little Pill, and I just sing at the top of my lungs, like in the kitchen while I'm cooking breakfast, or Aerosmith or something like that. And you just like yeah. blast it out and just dance around the kitchen and sing. Yeah. So yeah, lots of different things really. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Tankus, is it Tankus and the Henge or Tankus and Henge? I think it's Tankers the Henge. Tankers the Henge. That's yeah. Jazz DeLorean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I happened to see him play it, 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 somewhere in Devizes in a tiny little room and just was absolutely blown away by <laughs> his piano playing and his story. Again, another fantastic storyteller. Yeah. So poetic with his lyrics as well, which is yeah. a really nice contrast, of the, but especially with the band because he's got like the real sort of almost. Um, what's the word not dobby but almost kind of like um there's this a real like classic sound like there's a lot of sort of sinatra and jazz but there's also like this like big brass section and there's great bass lines and it just makes you want to dance doesn't it it's oh, yeah. so good yeah. yeah yeah amazing amazing um so if we were so we've talked a little bit about passion <clears throat> do you do you feel like purpose is is different to passion? Do you feel like actually I feel quite confident that this is my purpose? Or again, we can have many or none purposes. <laughs> mm. um, but what do you kind of feel or think about when you think of the word purpose? Um, I always think that purpose, we all kind of share like a similar purpose, which I think is serving other people and making, and like making other people happy and um sharing compassion and like and sharing love and you know all those hippy dippy things but i do think that's what our purpose is i think that's what humans are for is to mm. and so i i you know i have like a a daily practice where i do my yoga and meditation and give my thanks for everything that i've got and then i try and like purposely spread that around so it's like a case of just being patient with people and just you know sometimes I find myself like sat in traffic and you're having a go at you know the people in front of you or whatever and um I feel like you can just get quite uh, it's quite easy to get yourself like allow yourself to get angry about that but I always then I think like well what if that's my grandma in front you mm -hmm. know or something like that you know it's just I think purpose is yeah I do think it's different to passion I think purpose is um how you're serving other people and I think passion is perhaps how you're serving yourself maybe oh I like that <laughs> that's so interesting it's so philosophical these questions and I love them um mm. which is why I'm indulging them in a podcast yeah um, I love it so is it do you think passion is more what you do and purpose is who you are yes Yes, I like that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, sometimes people don't like the word passion, do they? Like, what are you what are you passionate about? You know, and I but I think people go, oh, that's my passion. But it is. It's what you're. It's what you. It's what sets your soul on fire. That's how I say it. Like, if it if it sets your soul on fire, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. yeah. Said, like, there's that old thing of like you should have you should have three things. You should have a hobby that can make you money. A hobby that can keep you fit and healthy and a hobby that I can't remember the third one <laughs> i think it's a hobby that makes you happy one that okay. one that makes you really happy one that makes you the money and one that keeps right. you happy. yeah yeah 
yeah so you know i don't know like for me like wood carving is quite an active hobby music makes me really happy mm, which one makes me money <laughs> <laughs> well they sort of together pay the bills yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i and i think i i think you know i, I suppose i'm regularly sort of challenged by um you know the the, the people that I want to be around and the people that, again, I, I've kind of uh, I've gathered to this podcast are the, the people that kind of think similarly in that um, it's not about what we can keep for ourselves. It's about what we can share and pass on and whether that's through song or wisdom or stories or, you know, anything. Um, and it's in stark contrast to quite a lot of, the world that sort of says no mine this is mine I need this I yeah. want this keeping this to myself these systems of power that we're in that sort of perpetuate this idea of uh I need to keep more to myself how do you do you, do you think about that much or how do you kind of stand up under that kind of system those systems yeah I mean I don't like to sound too like conspiracy theorist or anything because <laughs> I'm not like um I don't think about it too much but I have obviously had some thought about it um and I think uh I do think that we are trained or or forced into this whole environment of working with a job you hate to pay for a house that is like gazillion that you'll never pay off probably um you know and i think that we are sort of forced into that so that um well i don't know i don't like sounding conspiracious but i mean so that the government can kind of like uh, we're too busy to, yes. to stand up for anything else basically yeah we're they busy make, we're compliant yeah yeah they make us so busy that we can't that we can't um we're tired yeah yeah that's it we're too tired to go out and Sorry, protest yeah. or tell them off for um putting additive, additives in our food or for spinning oil in our sea we're like oh i'm too tired to go to a protest you know because you're so busy working most people work two jobs to keep a roof over their head you know mm -hmm. it's insane so i do think that's um yeah something that i feel so lucky that i've been able to take myself out of that system mm -hmm. and been able to follow but but again i i do think everyone has a choice I just, you know, my dad, my dad has always said to me, like, because, you know, with the narrowboat thing, growing up on the narrowboat, my dad has said, always said, I'm, I'm so glad I got to show you that there is another way of living. Yeah, yeah. And so I've spent many years living in vans and, you know, I hope to get my own boat. Um, but yeah, I think it's really important to almost like take the blinkers off every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I really hope episodes like this can can do that. I, I you know, I don't know who's going to find these podcast, this podcast, and whether it will be people that think similarly anyway, or whether it will yeah. be sort of people that. Are, well, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm, I, I'm interested in how people find their passion and purpose. And I mm -hmm. suppose what you've sort of described is the the community of the narrowboat life and and boating life. Uh, mm -hmm gave you a glimpse of something that you wanted and that sort of birthed the uh music part yeah um and i, I mean, think that, sorry that word community like that for me is the meaning of life like yeah. community so like 
like you said, the narrowboat community and then building that music um, sort of life out of that. Um, the spoon carving community, I think there's just, there's so much room for everyone. People say, people think like, oh, if somebody else is spoon carving, then it means that we've got competition or something. Mm. Like, no, ever, that's what I love about the spoon carving community. It's so supportive. And, um, you know, I love doing the workshops because I can, I love passing on the knowledge so that other people can have that joy of sitting in the woods and doing something with their hands and feeling they've achieved something, you know? So yeah. I think like, it, and then the music side of things, it's quite easy to think um, that you're in competition with other yeah. people. But you have, you know, you probably experienced it too, being like a female musician, a female songwriter, any of us female songwriters, sometimes you go, oh, I'm not as good as them, or oh, they're better at me than at this, or they're prettier than me, or, you know, and you get into this competitive mindset where you think like, that you're not good enough, or there's not enough space for, for all of you. But then mm. you realise hang on we're we're so different like everyone we're, everyone has their own little niche like with the spoons everyone has their own style of spoon carving there's room for all of us and we can just be supporting each other and going wow you've done such a great job I wonder how I can do that or I wonder if I could do something similar you know yeah. and th I think that that is part of community and I think that the life that the government presents to us as being the right life um puts a stop to community and so I think that's so important to support, like go to a gig or go to your local market and support independent people. Go and like have a chat with some random strangers down the pub, you know, yeah. say hello to people in the street. I'm always just, I just, I chat to anyone. I'm like, hiya, hiya, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> people probably think I'm mad, but I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to talk. If I think someone looks interesting, I'll be like, oh, I like your hat or I love your hair or, you know, and it, Go, like if you're in the ladies loo and someone comes out oh I love your dress you know it's just spreading those little bits of of community and love and I think it's just a really important yeah way of giving and serving and when you give to, it's quite selfish really because when you give to other people it makes you feel good so it's actually a mm -hmm. self selfish act <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's definitely light light and shadow to all of these things that's yeah. never just one one thing they're multifaceted mm. um and i and i think that well I, let me ask you this because you might have a, a an amazing answer if someone doesn't feel like they have a purpose or passion yet or yeah they they, they don't know what that is or what that means for them mm. how would you suggest someone goes about figuring out what they're passionate or about or what their purpose is mm. I do think that's really hard because um I I have a lot of people that say to me like oh I wish I could do that I wish I was that talented or you know um I think people see the creative side as being like something that they wish they could do mm. I mean a lot of the time they can they just don't realize it because they haven't tried it you know yeah. so a lot of the time it's just the fact they're almost holding themselves back and I don't know whether that's fear I mean my sister for example has amazing rhythm and she she took up drums for a very short time when we were younger and she was so good at it and she, I've always wanted to like and and our voices together when she when she gets drunk and she sings with me <laughs> our voices sound great but she'll never perform in front of people because she's right. so nervous and she mm. doesn't think that she's good enough but and maybe that could her purpose or passion you know yeah. um, but she hasn't allowed herself and and I think fear is like 
the biggest thing that holds people back. Because you could you could say to people, people say like, oh, I can't carve a spoon. I'm like, I'll show you. Here's a knife. Let's do it. And some people are like, oh, no, no, I don't think it'll be for me. Like, how do you know it's not for you if you don't try? Yeah, I think people just maybe get comfortable, don't they? Yeah. And then they get, they don't try things. <laughs> it's really important to just try things and put yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And like yeah. when I was younger, I, I did, I got into, really into crochet for quite a long time. I got into making, I used to make dream catchers and all this stuff. And then I found woodworking and I was like, this is this is yes. my thing like and maybe this is a case of working it doesn't have to be a creative thing maybe your thing is working on spreadsheets maybe you love numbers you know yeah. so i think yeah it's just yeah. trying things isn't it I think it's so interesting because I, I you know we've been we've been talking about this kind of enforced <laughs> um slavery is too strong a word but an enforced um lifestyle yeah buying into this idea that really does restrict our opportunity to figure out what we're passionate about because we don't get to try things because exactly. we're, 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 we're brought up in this competitive system we are we compete from the minute we get into school when we get the little mm -hmm. stickers on the reward charts and you're, you're already kind of looking at everyone going oh they're better than me at that but I might be better than them so you're figuring out where you fit into the lineup of talent yeah. um, but you but there's no room there's no room for just what what about the the, the little kids that just want to hug the trees or you yeah. know want to roll around in the grass barefoot um exactly i mean i left school when i was 14 because and i've got no gcses i've got no qualifications because i just can't learn sitting in the classroom and i can't learn things if i'm not interested or if, or if they're not interesting to me so but i i would never call myself undereducated yeah. you know because I've always learned I love learning I love yeah. learning about things that I'm passionate about and I the way I learn is by doing and there's so many kids that are trapped in schools and they're labeled like ADHD or problem child or whatever because they don't learn in that way and it, it's like that old saying like um was it Albert Einstein or someone he said yes. yeah if you judge everyone is born clever but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree um it will always live its life thinking it's stupid yeah and it is so true yeah yeah and we can have a world uh, and a society full of creative thinkers and you know really finding creative solutions to the world's problems mm -hmm. if we just had the freedom and the capacity to like uh, <laughs> i'll probably edit this bit out but um the 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 rules slash law has changed on leaving education and so you know my son uh, has has never been academic mm. intelligent but not but not academic and he is being forced to take his maths and english gcse over and over and over until he gets a level four otherwise he literally cannot go on and do anything else that's so awful yeah and the thing is he's probably really good at something else Oh, he's, yeah, he's he loves sports. He loves music. He's yeah. He, yeah. But no, he's he's got to keep slogging away to pass oh a God. two hour exam. It just math. blows my mind. I don't know how they get away with doing that because it's just so cruel. And imagine yeah. what that's doing to his self-esteem or to yeah. his, like yeah. um, to his self-worth where he's probably waking, he's probably thinking I'm stupid because I can't do it. And he's, yeah. and, and I bet he's not. I bet he's really good at everything else. But yeah. and it's like it's the cruelest system ever yeah. to be put into that. Yeah.
and actually i think he would love to carve a spoon yes <laughs> i think that's what he would he's, well, possibly, he's going, can i have can i have a pocket knife i just want to go and whittle something awesome. so I, i'll send him over to you one day yeah, i'd love that <laughs> power what we have we have actually talked a lot about power in lots of different ways mm. in this conversation but um in and you may have already answered this earlier on but when do you feel at your most powerful what does that mean for you um i feel the most powerful when i am feeling that i'm doing my passion or that i'm being myself and accepting of myself i think like when you finally realize you're stuck with yourself for the rest of your life however long that may be and you go okay I'm gonna I'm gonna like myself and I'm going to tell myself that I deserve these good things and I'm gonna tell myself I'm gonna allow myself to to be who I am that's when you're powerful so I feel my most my most powerful when I'm singing about something that that maybe really hurt me in the past and I'm singing about it and I feel that there's that emotional attachment is not is not there anymore to that negative thought or um or I feel really powerful when I'm like um sharing stories about spoons or sharing skills with somebody um and just being yourself I think that's just when you yeah when you finally are at peace with yourself I think that's really powerful yeah, mm. I think that's a, a really good note to end on. I think that, yeah, you're most when you're when everything's aligned, I suppose, your values, your your joy, your passion, your purpose, mm. um, all of that combines to really be living in your power. And and I think I think, yeah, I was thinking about your sister came to mind then. And I was just thinking about the fear of what other people think holding holding her back and I if there's one thing that I wish I could change it would be just everybody could if no maybe this is like maybe this wouldn't work but if no one cared about what people thought I wonder what the world would be like maybe maybe that would be terrible yeah <laughs> maybe there's an element of it that has to sort of be there but but, but it would be so freeing I think yeah I I think um, I mean I spent years and years in fear of playing songs in my bedroom and not playing and not going out on stage and I think god I like because you know I came to it so late in life like started gigging at like 21 and I think like I should have been gigging way before this and um yeah I think that would be so nice if people could forget that but I think the society at the moment the only way we're going to change that is by uplifting people ourselves and I always think of it as um as like because you know we've had this discussion with my partner about watching the news and stuff like that. Like I, I don't watch the news. I don't listen to any news. I don't read a newspaper because it just makes me depressed. <laughs> and they're just telling you the things they want you to, to know. They're not, they're not telling you the good stories. They're not telling yeah. you, they're not telling you of this story I saw on Facebook where um, that was saying thank you to all the people that had um, picked up this old man who'd fallen over. That's not in the news. Yeah, they might they'll tell you about the people that robbed the old man or, you know, they don't tell you about yeah. who can stop and help. Yeah. And so um, I think like it's really important to um, what I always think of is creating your bubble. And if your bubble is nice, like and um, positive and full of the people you love and full of the things you love, then that bubble will start encompassing someone else's bubble. And then it all just pass around and then the, all these bubbles will grow into like the world eventually. 
yeah. you know so it's a, I think it's really just about making your bubble really nice and then that will affect the way that other people see their bubbles and how they treat their bubble and tend to it and yeah yeah that makes sense lo <laughs> lovely way of thinking about it and and I and and thank you for for sharing for sharing the story of kind of how you found your voice that's kind of how I feel that the, the, mm -hmm. the what we've talked about today is how how Tamsin found her voice and was and, and her power and and I think the more the more people can do that especially women the more inspiring that is for other mm -hmm. people to be able to think oh uh, maybe i can do maybe i have a voice that can yeah. say that it has something important to share definitely um, and i can't I, I no pressure but i can't wait for the album with the tree the, the story the, the love songs the, i'm already sort of thinking of you as like this lorax character <laughs> who speaks on behalf of the trees and makes wood into amazing art and uh, so it makes so much sense that there's this album being you know uh, thought about in there somewhere um, yeah i'm so excited <laughs> tamsin thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story and um i will like i said put all of your uh, social media links out there so people can follow your journey and buy your albums and buy some amazing wood gifts because um they are delightful so yeah i'll share all of that but thank you so much for being here thank you yeah for thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for doing what you're doing because you're another example of you're creating your own bubble of your reality you're making what you want to do into a reality and that's going to inspire other people make them you know that's going to spread you're part of the 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 good spreading if you know what i mean because does that sound bad sounds like an spi or something Good <laughs> no i love that i love that it's messy and, and brilliant um yeah i i think i think you're right just you know getting to a point in life where i've gone do you know what? i just want to do this thing that i find really fun which is talking to people talking to interesting people mm. and i'm going to stick it out there and and you know not really worry too much about what happens after that but i'm i'm enjoying this bit and yeah that makes and me very somebody happy. said to me once um it was a tarot card reader she said to me as long as you do what you enjoy you'll you will be successful yeah and i think it's true because you if you put all your energy into the things you love then it's it can only turn out good yeah yeah lovely perfect um okay thank you so much and good luck with all of your amazing creations and art <laughs> thank you thanks Ames. thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast and i really hope you enjoyed it please like and subscribe and if you really want to help me out i would love it if you could leave me a review and share my podcast with friends who you think would also enjoy it this podcast was produced by lexi at digital hero and the music was created by charlie at walters music productions <laughs> .